baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good evening, folks. It's time for your Wednesday evening edition of It's News to Us, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's top stories. Um, with me today is Jeff Stapleton. Uh, David has the rest of the week off, so Jeff stepping in and uh, doing the reporting for today. Um, our top story, and and honestly, anyone who's ha- been has spent any time, I should say, at the uh, at the state capitol. Uh, Probably saw this coming, but didn't want to say it, you know, out loud, you know, on radio. But General Assembly building not going to be ready in time uh, for the uh, start of the uh, 2023 session. And and if we were organized enough, um, did you make a prediction on this podcast a long time ago? I don't think it was a prediction on this podcast. I did talk to a a lobbyist. I want to say it was after the... um, after the press conference where they announced the uh, drone company that was setting up in Dinwiddie, yeah, um, I was I was talking with someone as we were walking by the 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 construction at the GAB, and we both looked at each other and said, "Do you think that it's going to be ready by uh, the start of session?" And actually, what I think we said was, "They'll probably be moving in boxes, you know, on January 10th as session gets ready to start January yeah. 11th." So we were actually optimistic. <laughs> But I think off the record, you're kind of making the prediction in the newsroom that that building would not be ready. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, I mean, a construction project like that is, is a major undertaking. It's been, it's been going on since 2017. Yeah. And uh, supply chain issues, you know, basically they're missing some equipment that's needed to have the building up to code. It's totally understandable. And, and, uh, and importantly for, for, for us, uh, the audio and visual equipment for the committee rooms is fully complete. So, yeah, you know, we, we kind of need that. And actually, so do the lawmakers so they can oh, see sure. the other members yeah. of the committee. And so the people in the committee rooms can see it. But, you know, for for, for us in media, audio and visual, visual is, is kind of important. So. So basically, uh, they're saying at some point, probably after the General Assembly session in 23. The way the way that you know, reading between the lines on the press release, my guess is they're talking probably March. It's a it's a short session this year, yeah. So it should be done in February. Now keep in mind the General Assembly never goes short anymore. Yeah. Um, but probably we're probably talking, you know, sometime in March, maybe April, um, mm-hmm. when when they probably get in and have everything ready to go. It may even be that they have it fully operational during session, but you're not going to see everyone pick yeah. up and move their boxes. No, the hell from the Pocahontas yeah, building. That's not going to happen, especially since they've said, nope, not going to be ready. It'd be kind of, kind of cool to have that video of people, you know, you know, trugging up the hill in the snow with uh, with boxes to go to right. the new building. But now uh, this is the one with the tunnels, right? So are those I, completed? Uh, that I don't know. I didn't see that. Yeah. You know, my guess is probably not. Um, but uh you know they've been working on that for a little bit, but it doesn't it doesn't seem like they're ready to have the tunnel stuff done yet. But you know who knows? Yeah. So, so but the more important thing, I mean, the tunnels don't necessarily need to be done for the building to be done. No, um, no, it really doesn't. It's just an extra convenience 
Yeah. That will eventually get done and uh, we'll protect the uh, lawmakers from the elements uh, when it's like. Yeah. Lawmakers, lobbyists, reporters. Yeah. Now, I don't know how they're how they're going to handle security in the tunnels or not, you know, whether or not they'll close it off at times that I that I guess remains to be seen. Um, yeah. What's interesting. One interesting thing is is really the time to catch lawmakers, you know, be a, you're a reporter, a lobbyist, a advocate is been to, to catch them as they're relieving the General Assembly building. Um, or the Pocahontas building and walking up to to the Capitol. Right. Um, that gets to be uh, a little more interesting when you have the tunnels there. But that's, you know. What, does that mean that in the future we'll have echoey tunnel sound? It, it's possible. But truth be, to- <laughs> truth be told, if you knew anything about the, the acoustics in the old, old state Capitol, Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they were echoey were, anyway. Oh, I was echoey anyway. Yeah. yeah everything right. everything bounced off of. Is this interview done in a bathroom? <laughs> and, and, and truth be told, you know, I, I think he'd appreciate us mentioning this. Uh, the late Jack Reed. Um, yeah. I have a lot of sound where he was nowhere near me while I was interviewing someone, but because he had such a big booming voice, <laughs> you did. It, it would bounce off the walls. Yes. Um, and you could hear him clearly in the background. So, you know, it just, it, your it, microphone didn't really even have to be that close to him. <laughs> no, it didn't. Cause, 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 it, cause that building is just echoing. Keep in mind, it has Thomas Jefferson's floor plan. So yeah. I don't think he was really considering, uh, you know, the audio and visual needs. No. Of, <laughs> of, those of, mediums weren't available at yes. that point. Yeah, <laughs> uh, of, of 21st century media. So, <laughs> but so, anyways, the long and the short of it is, GAB will be delayed. Will not be occupied in the 2023 session. Um, speaking of elections, speaking of governing, um, we're actually into election season. Um, Early it's voting starts since uh, you know Labor Day unofficially kicks it off anyway. Yeah, early voting starts Friday. If you already know who you're voting for, you can go to your local registrar and vote on Friday. Um, and you will be getting notices in the mail. Every single registered voter will be getting notices in the mail saying um, where your polling place is, which is only relevant if you're not early voting, um, and what district you're in for Congress. Uh, House and Senate. Now, House and Senate doesn't make a difference for for this year because that's state House and state Senate. But Congress, um, we've redistricted from from the last time that we uh, elected a congressperson. For example, I was in the seventh district in 2020. I am in the first district in 2022. So take a look at those so you know which district you're voting in. So those of you who think you may be voting in what is potentially a close seventh district congressional race, um, you know, uh, here in, in the central Virginia, you won't be because that's now partially the first, partially the fifth, partially the fourth. Right. Here's a question. Um, are they going to give you with this information that they send in the mail, a sample ballot of what you'll face when you go to the polls? I, I do not know. I imagine you'd need the new voter card to, to be along with it. I imagine the notice would have the, the new voter yeah, card. Sure. Um, and this is also to let you know, again, where your polling place is. So, you yeah, you, you right. know, you know, you, you can just you, go to the registrar office or in the county where you live. Yeah. Yeah. You're early voting. If you're doing early voting. But, you know, yeah. for, for those of you who want to vote on Election Day and there are a lot of people. Who there are still a lot of people do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you need to know where your polling place is. Now, truth be told, my polling place has not changed in yeah. the 19 years that I've lived in my 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 subdivision in Chesterfield. Nor do I suspect mine will. What? Nor do I suspect yeah, mine yeah. will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
but but still, you know, things things do change. Um, but uh, I don't I don't foresee it. It's at a, it's at a public school. I don't see that being a shift yeah, mine in too. shift in location. Yeah. Uh, the only thing again shifting is the district that I'm I'm voting. Right, right. So mm-hmm. this will be. I think this will actually be a far bigger issue and a far bigger uh, point of confusion for people next year because the um, the general assembly districts changed a, a good deal with the redistricting, and so I think people are going to say, "Wait a minute, I was voting for." you know, this person, this last time, like there's a few districts, I want to say in Western Virginia, not necessarily close where they've got three people districted into the same district, mm. uh, three state senators, I believe. So, you know, there's, there's some interesting things that could go on with that next year. So moving on, um, this was a story early on this morning, pretty big story down in Colonial Heights, uh, fatal crash down in uh, Colonial Heights. Yeah, uh, this happened about 620 this morning. It wasn't till around two o'clock that the uh, place where this accident happened uh, in Colonial Heights reopened. So for several hours, let me do quick math, eight hours, uh, Temple Avenue and Conduit Road. That's a pretty major intersection, right? Right near I-95. Yeah. Uh, that that was closed because of a fatal pedestrian crash. Uh, Colonial Heights police say a guy in a Toyota, you should say guy, a person in a Toyota. We don't know the sex of the driver, the sex of the driver or whatever. Um, A person in a Toyota uh, struck going eastbound. So going away from I-95 toward Fort Lee, I guess. Um, Yeah. struck a pedestrian in the roadway who was crossing southbound near the intersection with Conduit Road. Now, um, this happened 620. I don't think it's light at that time. It's at not- six, at, at 620, I can tell, tell you, at least in Chesterfield, it was not light at 620. No, it's, pre- it's pretty close. I mean, you're, yeah. you're close to Colonial Heights, closer than I am to Colonial Heights. Yes, but you exactly. said it's, it is becoming light at that time? It is. No, it is not. It is not. I mean, okay. it's, it's, it's dusky. Like you- okay. you you would not be seen if you were wearing dark clothing type type. Okay. Anyway, it's not being uh, investigated as a hit run because the driver did stay on the scene. Um, and Colonial Heights police say no charges as of yet, as they kind of uh, figure out the details of this investigation and they will uh, bring charges. Uh, I assume at some point, uh, once the uh, investigation is complete, the, Victim in this case is a woman, 42-year-old uh, Iris Rosario of Colonial Heights. Now, there was initial concern since that intersection is Temple and Conduit. Yeah. It's about a half mile away from Colonial Heights Middle School and about a mile away from Colonial Heights High School, both of which I think are on Conduit Road, uh, both schools. And uh, there was some concern initially when people got wind of this accident happening that uh, perhaps it was a, a student who was hit uh, since you know, it was around that time that uh, kids would be out anyway. Yeah. And the, the guy I talked to from Colonial Heights uh, uh, said that uh, uh, the police uh, uh, major, uh, I can't, uh, gosh, I don't remember, Rob Ruxer, Rob Ruxer. Uh, Major Rob Ruxer with the Colonial Heights Police was telling me that um, uh, the high school starts at 730. So there was concern that maybe it was a a student student. or a high school student, but it is not. It's a 42 year old woman. And like I said, the driver did stay on the scene. So that's good news that they was, you know, they're not actively looking for a car in this case. 
I mean, of course, it's bad news that the incident happened in the first place, but it's good news that, you know, the car stopped as yeah. you're supposed to do when you yeah. um, feel like you've hit something. Yeah. Um, and so uh, they will continue with the investigation and charges will be forthcoming, you would think, in this case. Yeah, I understand. And that is a heavily commercial area. I was just oh, yeah. looking at it on the map. Uh, it's the it's the South Park. Uh, uh, yeah. South Park Mall area. There's a lot of shops. Yeah. There's restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, there's conduit, a lot like, there. Yeah. Con- uh, conduit, like like yeah. you said, as the high school and middle school. So you have a, you have a, a dangerous mix of a lot of cars, uh, a lot of pedestrians. And, and you know, unfortunately, you know. Yep. And as you mentioned, it's still dark at that time. And uh, I don't know what kind of clothing the, the woman was wearing at this time, but it's it's. Yeah. Yeah. And ke- not a good situation. And keep in mind, in Henrico last year, there was a lot of lot of uh, pedestrian related accidents. There have been a number of pedestrian related accidents over the last two years, really. Yeah. Um, and people just have to be aware there are people walking around um, maybe not wearing the the light the lightest yeah. colored clothing. Right. And to be honest with you, some pedestrians probably need to, to be a little bit more aware and make sure they're as vis- visible as possible. Right. And perhaps, uh, you know, crossing at a designated crosswalk, you know, yeah. around, you know, and, and, you know, there's safety concerns on both sides, you know, yeah. pedestrians and drivers, you know, you can't be looking at your phone when you're driving, especially and especially ever. But I mean, it's like especially true if it's dark and it's, you know, 620 in the morning and you don't know what the heck's coming out. And just just keep in mind, we've had a number of fatal accidents just recently on Ironbridge, too. Uh, you know, and these weren't pedestrians, but in, in two of the cases, you had bicyclists and motorcyclists. So, you know, it's just people just need to be aware of different modes of transportation out there and be careful when you're driving. Yep. Um, and this is not to lay blame on anyone, although police in Chesterfield did charge a number of drivers in those accidents, just, just to be aware that there are other people out there. Yeah. I mean, of course, as I mentioned before, safety issues to be, yeah. you know, on top of mind for both pedestrians and drivers. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's basically what we have for you today. It's probably the first day since Friday where we really haven't had any uh, additional fallout on the, uh, the transgender, um, policy rewrite. Um, but I imagine, again, that's going to continue to be a story. I do know that various school districts are looking at how they're going to react to that. I know Richmond is leaning towards, um, you know, putting out a resolution saying that they're not going to um, change their policy, that they they are, are going to, in their words, support uh, transgender kids. I know Alexandria is sticking with their policy as well as Fairfax. Yeah. Um, and Chesterfield Interestingly enough, one of their school board members um, tweeted out that um, she had concerns about the rewrite, but didn't come out and say, hey, we're not going to do this or we're not we're not moving in that direction. I'd be interested to see how some chair of the school board, because that would be just one that I don't I don't I don't remember if. um, She is chair or not. I just know that one of the members did. Um, And again, again. If she was chair, yes, that does say a little bit more. But honestly, it, she's still only one of but five. She's votes. still only one person. It's only, like, only one know, of five votes. Chair anyway. overrides all. You know? I think I'll be very interested to see how how Henrico and uh, Chesterfield uh, react. We already know how Hanover um, has been acting and will be acting, but uh, I'll be I'll be interested to see how Chesterfield um, and and Henrico deal with that. So again, that's basically what we have for you today on its news to us. Again, he's Jeff Stapleton. I'm Matt Demline. And we'll be talking to you again tomorrow. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.